Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. ACB Families, a warm, welcoming affiliate that's as close as your telephone. ACB Families meets on the first and third Sunday of each month by Zoom, and we're always talking about topics that touch families that are large or small, families with kids or grandparents, families just like yours and mine. Be part of our ACB family. Call 502-897-1472 or email allacbfamilies at gmail.com. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. The first USA Blind Soccer Men's National Team is coming. The U.S. Association of Blind Athletes, or USABA, has announced its first 10 athletes. We're excited to welcome one of the players, Noah Beckman. Noah is going to tell us more about the team and their upcoming journey in international competition. Hi, Noah. Brian, hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. I've done a little bit of research and I've seen the type of guests you have on this show, very esteemed people. I'm, I'm honored to count myself among them now. Hey, you're one of the new ones. So, Noah, tell us about yourself, your fellow teammates, and your coaching staff. Sure. So, I'll, I'll start with myself. So, I am Noah Beckman. I'm 30 years old. And I was born, raised, and currently reside in Columbus, Ohio. And as far as athletics go, it's always been something that's been exciting to me ever since I could crawl after a ball, let alone kick a ball. So I started playing sports from a young age. Uh, Back when I could see a little bit better, I played recreational soccer for about seven years uh, when when I was a child up until I was in middle school. And I did track and field um, through high school. And toward my later years of high school, as my vision started to drop off, you know how that goes. It's kind of marked by the different technologies I say goodbye to and hello to over the course of my life. I said goodbye to Zoom text and hello to Jaws uh, in my junior year of high school. And that's when I also said hello to blind sports, which included goalball and wrestling, uh, Continued that on into adulthood. I played goalball. I've played goalball for, oh man, 11 years now. And then uh, I also participate in beep baseball and uh, blind hockey as well. Uh, soccer, I got into in uh, late 2018 uh, when our, uh, at, at, it turns out to be our head coach, Katie Smith. Uh, started a program here in Columbus and a fellow goalball teammate of mine, Jim Debus, encouraged me to help Katie uh, promote the sport 
and come out to an initial sort of blind sports event um, in October, which is blind sports month and uh, in, in the U S and I know the uh, U S association of blind athletes or USABA or USABA as I'll probably call them um, helps put on. So that's kind of how I got into soccer uh, over time. I, I attended several talent identification camps that USABA put on in order to find athletes to, to field this first national team. And I'm honored and humbled to make, make the cut. Uh, finally, after all these years, we, we formed a team and I'm, I'm, I'm still here. You're still here. You made the cut, but how the whole idea for the first USA blind soccer men's national team, how the whole idea for that team come about? Well, as far as I know, Brian, that, that started well before my interest or even awareness of the sport. One of my fellow teammates, uh, Kevin Brown, was telling me uh, that he's been trying to get soccer going on uh, as far as on a national team level or even on a local level in the U.S. for almost 20 years now. It's been in the Paralympics since 2004. And uh, as you said, this is the first uh, U.S. national team that's ever been fielded. So I can tell you that it's been in the works for a long time. I know that in uh, earlier 2018, uh, USABA hosted the first, I don't know if it was a talent identification camp so much as a, let's figure out what this sport is and what it entails kind of camp. Uh, I was not in attendance at that camp, but then um, over the years, I think, I think USABA had committed to wanting to get behind this and, and promote it. And in 2019, they held the first ever uh, talent identification camp for the national team in uh, San Diego. And that's where I met a lot of the other fellow athletes who were on the team with me. And of course, uh, with the pandemic in 2020 kind of slowed things down. And then over the course of 2021, we held two talent identification camps. And then this year we held two more in addition to the uh, selection camp uh, that took place this October. So that that's my understanding of, of how things came to be and the, the, uh, the, the process. So when do you guys start competing internationally? My understanding is we're going to be having a training camp next March, uh, early next year. And at the end of that camp, the plan is for now to hold a competition, a friendly competition, exhibition, whatever you want to call it, kind of an unofficial match, but um, against an international opponent at that time. So that's next year. That's next year. Yes, sir. So we're, we're all really excited about that. And then as far as the schedule beyond that goes, uh, I, maybe others in the organization have an idea, but uh, we, we, that's all we are aware of right now is the, uh, the, the potential for an exhibition match next March. Yeah. But wait a second. I heard somewhere that, um, you're gonna your team's gonna receive automatic entry into the blind soccer competition at the next Paralympic Games, even the um twenty twenty six FIBA World Cup, correct? So my understanding is uh, regarding the the Olympics and the Paralympics in twenty twenty eight, as the host country of the United States uh, receives an automatic bid uh, to enter a team into that competition, into blind soccer. So since the games are in Los Angeles, uh, we have the ability to to have an automatic bid. 
Uh, now, as far as the World Cup goes in 2026, I can't speak to that. Uh, the, quite honestly, Brian, the, my understanding is we have two data points right now in 20, early 2023 with a possible exhibition match and then 2028 with the Paralympic Games. Um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of competitions in the meantime um, between 2023 and 2028, uh, but that's all we're aware of right now. All right, so I want to get into the makeup of your team. You got eight visually impaired athletes, this includes you, and plus two sided goalkeepers, right? Yeah, that that's that's the makeup of the team. You got that perfectly right. And, and I realized earlier you asked me to describe my teammates. So I don't know, are you looking for kind of a two sentence or so blow by blow of each each of the players or yeah. what do you want to know about that? Yeah, just a simple just a simple little just a simple little blurbs. Absolutely, I'd be happy to do that. So I'll kind of, I'll kind of start with where I met the, each group of athletes. So, like I said, that first tryout camp in San Diego in 2019, there have been a lot of us. I think five of us total have made it out of that all the way to the team. So I'll start out with uh, Ahmed Sharif. He's from New York. He has a great story. He's originally from Iraq, and he actually uh, unfortunately uh, came in contact with a bomb when he was a young child. He lost his eyesight. And his arm uh, as a, as a uh, consequence of that, and so he came over to here to New York. And he hasn't clearly hasn't let any of that stop him. Uh, I, I met him in San Diego and in 2019, and the improvement in his game has just been great over the years. So I'm really proud of him and what he's able to accomplish. Uh, uh, Cody Kirchner, I also met in San Diego in 2019. Um, I, I haven't met anyone more passionate about the game of soccer. And I don't, I haven't met anyone who practices more often uh, in order to be motivated to improve his technical skills. And I mean, compliments to him. He, uh, he, he's worked hard and he's on the team. So uh, next, uh, Ricky Castaneda, uh, I, I met in San Diego as well. And from the moment I met him, man, you know, he, he's a young guy, 19 at the time. I, I knew he was a talented athlete. You know, he's a beatball star already. And, you know, I, I tell him I love going against him in drills because he will bring it and will not quit until the whistle <laughs> blows. And he brings out the best in me and everyone else on this team as far as his competitive compete and his um, persistence. So that's him. And then finally for our San, my, the, the San Diego crew, the original 2019 San Diego crew, uh, Alvaro and – I tell you, there's there's no one who has better ball handling skills. That that ball is tied to his foot. He rarely loses it. It's, he's very hard to defend. Uh, he has a great great story. Um, he is uh, has been playing soccer all his life. Actually, I believe he's been blind his whole life, and he he played on the streets with uh, with a sighted soccer ball. So. We may talk about this later, but the blind soccer ball actually has a rattle sound in it, so it's where you can find it and it, a little bit easier. But a sighted soccer ball, you don't really have the same level of auditory ability. And that, to, you know, I'm sure it was like with me when I got into blind soccer, it was such a relief to have the, the, the accommodations of the ball and everything like that to be able to play the game on a level playing field. But you know, clearly coming from his background, he was primed to be able to take advantage of his skill and make the team. And he's a really funny guy to boot. I've, I've roomed with him before. I, he and I get along great. 
Uh, let's see. So moving on to 2021, we have uh, Ann, Kevin Brown, who I've talked about before. He's the consummate athlete and coach. He's, shall we say, the most seasoned individual on our team, um, both life experience, athletic experience. And, you know, and, but just, just, despite his tenure, he, he's still very much active and, and able to press. And I mean, that's why he's on the team, right? But I mean, the veteran presence he brings and you know, the voice he brings, it's just, it's very valuable to all of us. So uh, compliments to him. And then finally, uh, two individuals uh, in uh, on the team, uh, Antoine Craig. And I met him in 2021 at the Colorado Springs camp, uh, which is also where I met Kevin Brown. And uh, you know, he, Antoine, great success in track in the past, you know, so clearly knows what it means to be an athlete and compete on a very high level, very new to the game of soccer. And he had trouble even keeping the ball steady for one step. I'll just call him out right here. But that I can do that because over the last year or in a half, I mean, he's really worked on his game. You know, he's also one of the more seasoned individuals. He has a very calming, soothing presence. Uh, he, he, uh, his professional life, he's a psychologist uh, or a counselor. So, you know, that, that also helps um, contribute to the team. And then finally, uh, David Brown, I met uh, in November of 2021. And that's the first time he's tried the game. And, and similar to Antoine, uh, David Brown's actually competed in the Paralympics, uh, won a Paralympic gold medal in track and field, has has success at a high level, but hadn't been introduced to soccer until actually that, that day where we met in November. Uh, here in my hometown, actually, we hosted a clinic. And so, you know, he's obviously, obviously has the physical tools, the skills to be able to succeed. It was just a matter of getting his technical game up. And, and boy, has he done that. And all, all of these folks, you know, everybody has something to contribute to the team. I think that's a very unique aspect of, of how things have developed here, Brian, over the course of this past year. You know, not all of us, we didn't find out that we made the team until November, uh, November of this year, 2022. So, you know, especially since the end of last year, like we've all, all of us prospective athletes have been in contact with each other, but it hasn't really been like a competition. Like if anyone has a question, uh, whoever has the most expertise in that area will just jump in. You know, we're all on a WhatsApp chat, chat together and it's, it's very cohesive. Now, you know, it's eight dudes. I mean, plus, you know, some other guys who were in, in the uh, pool before the final team was made with that amount of t- testosterone, you know, there are some head butting at times, but you know, nothing, nothing lasting, nothing serious. I think we're all really excited to work collaboratively with each other uh, to, hopefully start a road of success that begins next year. So that's a little bit on the team. I guess uh, the, the, the two-sided goalkeepers, we actually didn't meet until uh, the selection camp, uh, final selection camp this October. Uh, we have a gentleman out of Florida, Brant Heron, uh, really nice guy, really loud, really vocal, you know, and, and that's key for the goalie. We want to be able to hear him on the, on the field at all times. And, excuse me, and then uh, Kyle Knott, uh, is the uh, other goaltender who we met. And you know, he, he also has a lot of blind sports experience, a lot of wisdom working with blind athletes in the past. And so he brings that perspective to the table, and, and we're all really excited about that. That's very good. And so how do you all play soccer? And you Excuse got me? the special ball. Absolutely. 
Okay, talk so, about that ball. So the the ball, ha- it's a little bit smaller than what you would, if you have an experience of a, a typical soccer ball, it, it's a little bit smaller than that, first of all. Uh, it has a rattle in it. And I don't know, if you want, I can, if you give me 10 seconds, I can actually find one in my house right here. I have it sitting here. I can okay. rattle it. See if the phone can pick it up. We'll wait till he finds one. Okay, Brian, I'm going to rattle it right now. This is what a blind soccer ball sounds like. Hmm? So, I mean, that's just me shaking it. But as, as it rolls across the ground, it, it creates a continuous audible signal. You know, I mean, unless it's completely stops rolling. But uh, that's the main accommodation the game has. Um, you know, we play on a field that's 40 meters by 20 meters. Uh, like we've said before, a sighted goalkeeper, uh, they can coach they can coach the team or give commands or any sort of dialogue they want to to their team in their defensive third of the field, so the third closest to the defending goal. Then you have a coach on the sidelines who can give instructions when the ball is in the middle half of the field. And then finally, you have a, a guide behind the goal you're trying, you're attacking goal, you're, you're attempting to score, uh, who can kind of guide you in that area of the field. So you know, when you're ready to shoot the ball, when you're in a position to shoot, he will yell at you, shoot, shoot. And that's how that works. Uh, on the field communication, uh, when you are approaching, a, a, when you're defending and you're approaching someone who has the ball or are anywhere near the ball, you need, you need to say the word boy or some other similar word or else it's a penalty. Uh, that that's obviously a safety measure in place, uh, so that you you know you got eight blind dudes running around in, in a field. It can create some problems uh, if you're not taking precautions. Uh, but besides that, you know, we've developed a communication system. Like uh, Coach Katie uh, sent out a a document with terms that the guides are going to be using, with terms that they expect us to use in different situations on the field, so that we can all communicate with each other. Uh, and, and be on the same page about what, what each communication means and uh, how to respond to that physically uh, when it occurs. So uh, that's kind of a, a high-level rundown on on uh, how we play soccer. There's also blindfolds. Everybody wears a blindfold uh, to level the playing field because some people have light perception. For instance, I have light perception, um, and other people, you know, other people just have prosthetic eyes, right? So to mm-hmm. level the playing field, everyone wears a blindfold. All right, so how do you guys actually then play the game? You know when to kick, any sort of tips and tricks even we can use? Well, I think I, there are some key skills that you need to be able to to have in order to to play this game effectively. I mean, first it's orientation. You know, other blind sports, at least the ones I've played, it kind of you're kind of waiting on the ball to come to you and you stay in your zone and, you know, you you block the ball and that's kind of the end of the play. Uh, you know, but this game, you're, you're all running around the field to the different parts of the field. I mean, you have a position, but it's very wide. I would say it's wider than any, any sort of position that you have to cover in any other blind sport. And so you need to know kind of in your head where you are on the field. Uh, and you know, there's tricks to help with that. I know that when we first started out, like Coach Katie was just saying, like, go around your house and try and kind of map where you are and, you know, then kind of check it afterward, like use your cane or something to find out how good you were at locating yourself. 
Um, another one is just, just being able to practice localizing the sound of the ball. You know, that's very key. Uh, and you, you can practice that in a number of different ways, hitting it off the wall. I mean, when we, when I, my very first activity, when I, when I tried this sport, um, at the uh, introduction event in 2018, we stood in a circle and passed it by hand to each other, you know, just, just to get a feel for how the ball sounded, you know, cause that's, that's the key of the game. And then the, the, the main skill, uh, it, if you can learn how to dribble a blind soccer ball, you will set yourself up for, for major success because that is the most challenging learning curve. I would say of the entire sport is just learning how, how to, how to have that touch between your feet and maintain control of it at, at a high rate of speed. So, but, but, but starting small, you know, passing it from, from foot to foot, use the insides of your feet to kind of pedal it back and forth between your two feet and only nudge it a little bit. It takes a lot of finesse and a lot of learning, but, those are the kind of the skills that, that, that get you off the ground and, and can, you know, help you play the game. What advice do you have for our listeners who want to play soccer? Do it. Do it. Absolutely. You know, like, like I alluded to at the beginning of this conversation, I, I, it's very, very new here in the U.S. So I, we have a team in Columbus. I know there's a team in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, a couple others across the country. Uh, but uh, on a nationwide basis, I know USABA maintains a, a blind soccer forum on Facebook. Uh, the group is called USA Blind Soccer. And you know, everyone from coaches, players, just people who are interested in, in learning more about the game or are fans of the game, uh, anyone can sign up. I mean, I think there's a couple questions to make sure that you're not a spam spewing robot, you know, in order to join. <laughs> but other, other, <laughs> other than that, you can sign up for that. I know, uh, USABA also has several resources on their website, uh, the videos for, uh, coaches, uh, as, as well as athletes, I believe, uh, in terms of how to get things off the ground, uh, kind of, kind of more of the uh, technical aspects of what I covered at a very high level as far as the skills go. So that, that is, that's kind of the 50,000 foot view of, of how someone can get more plugged in and learn more about the game. One of the roles that I feel like I have as a national team participant is, is promoting this game throughout the U.S. on a local level, not just, you know, going out there and kicking butt internationally against other teams. You know, I want to be able to, to help blind sports grow and help people be Active in any way they can, because I mean, being active is has been a driving force in my life, and I don't know what I would do without it. And so, I want to be able to make sure that this game spreads as far as it can. So, please, uh, to your listeners, I, I encourage you to get plugged in and, and figure out if soccer is something for you. I think I, I'm optimistic. I think it'll be something that that anyone would want to play. It's so much fun. No, we wish you and the team a big good luck. Thanks for coming on the show today. You're a great athlete. Thanks a lot, Brian. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website at speakingoutforthebind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under lists of episodes and show news tab. In my show archive, visit speaking-out-for-a-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. 
Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.